0: Here's a space, a space so powerful it allows an ordinary fan to share a chair with the owner of a team, a platform where supporters understand intricate details of players' rights, a setting that bridges the gap between the dressing room and the grandstand, a space where tactics meet opinion, transfer news meet gossip, and the VAR system meets social media, a space for the football tribe. Le Coco last space
1: mic check one two one two miss producer
2: (laughs) mic check one two one two am i audible
1: (laughs) you're audible uh let's just wait for the two guests they're about to join in now and then we'll carry on with the conversation how are you feeling (laughs)
2: I'm exhausted. It's like, yeah, Emily, that word is just an understatement. I've been sleeping
1: every day, the whole day. I, I can imagine. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to touch on Cote of we're going to wow. touch on India, hmm? in the space <laughs> of months. <Mars. laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> uh, Mazibuda, thank you for joining in. I'm, I'm grateful for you seeing that you got that. Even though I didn't know where you got it from, but we are, we are grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're just waiting for two guests to join us. One to and and U- Coach Lulu. I don't know. She's, she's a lady of, of many hats, just like my lady. So we're going to have this conversation and find out which one she prefers to wear. And yeah, <laughs> we'll be good. Let me just tag them and then just find out in terms of where they are. uh in the meantime please get your questions ready because i've always wanted to have ladies in the space uh who are in football uh we we know the space can be ruthless to to women especially you know guys tend to be a bit a bit more harsh if when they're dealing with with women uh, and they look down on them where gender would be the first thing you know so as much as sometimes um, people would be experiencing racism in, ce- in certain fields. Ladies are constantly being exposed to sexism and it's a bit tough. So I felt this Valentine's Day, let's bring in some love um, by trying to understand some of the challenges. And not only trying to understand the challenges, are here I brought cream of the crop. I went and sourced ladies who are making moves in this field. So you can imagine being... Under being uh, being under so so much pressure and then still being able to to thrive, still being able to to, to join in. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be joined by Coach Lulu. We will have Una Lady Apani. Now, lady, I don't know whether I should call you by that by the other surname or I should use the Apani surname. Uh, so, I'm a bit confused. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 let's use Apani.
2: Apani
1: is the one. We'll use Apani. All right. Yeah, yeah. And we'll also be joined by Uanti Tisky. Um, a pioneer in her own right, uh, a pioneer in a space that a lot of people are very scared to venture into. We're going to find out exactly. And I'd like to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining into the space because, like I said, for those that had jumped in earlier on, we are we, discussing women and we're discussing women in football. There's this term that women in tag, but. I always think women in football are have should be given greater respect than women in any other field because this, on its own, especially in this country, is not easy. Jess, I've sent you the mic. Please do accept, then we can carry on with this conversation or oh, Coach Zulu will join us. Mic check one, two, one, two, Jess.
2: Hi, Lokokola Space. I'm just navigating to a quieter place, but I'm here. Two seconds of
1: the day. Thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. For just to apologise on behalf of my lady, uh, on, on Jessica, she did say she's at an event, but uh, she managed to find time for the space because this conversation that we are having is very important. Um, it's a month of love. It's a month that I felt we need to show love to women um, because we we're not gentle to women in our in our space. I, I know sometimes when there are arguments, when there are disagreements as they as they happen in football, the first comment is that, yeah, but you don't, you know, yeah, you know. Um, so those are the, some of the things I feel that we need to tackle and we need to be aware of as gents and we, we need to self-correct. So without further ado, I'm going to kick start the space. coach, So let me take this moment and welcome each and everyone. It is a Thursday it is Le Coca-Cola Space, powered by Hollywood Bets. We are joined in by Uche Sika. Uh, she wears so many hats. I think the people that have joined me today, they have one thing in common: they wear so many hats, uh, and and I need to try and find out exactly what it is um, that makes them thick and that that makes them be able to juggle so many balls. We are going to be joined. In. We are joined in by a lady, producer extraordinaire. Um, she produces radio. She's on TV. She, she writes sometimes. Um, generally, she's an all-rounder. She's a journalist, uh, an all-rounder. She—I I would say football journalist, but I would be shining the light on some of the works that some of the works that she has done internationally and some of the achievements that she's had. We are also going to be joined by Uko Jodo, um, all the way from PTA. She did say, like, "I can't come there. Wherever you want me to come, I'm not coming. Cause now I stay very far." And I said, no, we're online, so we're good to go. So, yeah, let me take this moment and welcome you, the listener. You could have been anywhere else, but you took your time and you listened in. And I would appreciate it if you would prepare your questions. So quarter to eight, I'm going to be opening the lines, and you're more than welcome to ask any question. I'd like to also mention a special guest that has joined in as a listener. I'm not going to mention her name, but... Uh, I would have loved for her to be part of the panel i'll try and twist her arm and and, and, and convince her to be part of the panel but one day yes um, are you in a quieter place right now
2: um i think so there might be a little bit of background music because i'm at a conference venue but i hope you can hear me
1: am i better nah, now there, there, there isn't any background music okay awesome yes i wanted to start with you because one this is a social media space platform two Another chess that I know, the chest that I got introduced to was the social media influencer. And this conversation, from how you've transitioned throughout, throughout the years to where you are right now, let's first start about your passion for the game. Where does it start from?
2: Sure, what a loaded question already. Um, okay, so... For me, um, the passion came from influence of a parent. I think everybody has a story to tell in terms of how they got into the sporting industry. For me, it was my dad. I grew up. The first thing I would notice was going through kidi posters about Dr. Kuma and so forth. Obviously, at a young age, I didn't really no, but I could see every time Kotariwa match and my dad be watching sports. And then he obviously taught me the tricks of the game and how everything works. Funny enough, the man never went to a stadium. I don't actually remember my dad at Stadium. And I think that's when I was more, I think my love exceeded his love because I was like, okay, now you've taught me all of this and now I found interest and now I actually want to go and enjoy the game and actually interact with the people and be part of the the atmosphere and all of that. Um, And that only happened in my 20s, funny enough, um, just maybe because I didn't have the means and so forth. Um, But it happened in my 20s and I just started growing interest, you know, following the players around, studying them trying to understand but obviously as you know later on that interest also transitioned into a different space which is women in sports um i have played sports in 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 school and i was passionate about it however i had to pick Mm. between you know the hustle or do i
1: continue with my sports Um, speaking speaking about that and i'm sorry to interject (laughs) i saw this one video floating around on social media of you clapping a hundred meter run and i was like hey (laughs) is that (laughs) yes
2: oh my goodness yeah that was a a friend of mine well we are not friends but we went to school together we used to be friends in high school i don't even know how she had that footage but Mm. she posted it on instagram and it was a hundred um it was a relay video of us and we used to call ourselves the dream team because we did quite well and then just i remembered that actually Motunamata, you know so i did athletics (laughs) in school i played netball i played volleyball all for first team i have colors i changed my blazer from a different from a blue to a red and i also did a question um, Uh, which is horse riding for most that don't know so i've been always i've always loved sports it's just football is one thing that i cannot even kick a ball but that's where the passion actually
1: just yeah overpowers all right um horse riding we'll come to that we'll touch base on your cheese girl ambition so yeah now let, let me take this moment and welcome you um personally i know your story where you started but i feel that it's important for me to then pose the very same question to you and say, where does it come from? Yeah,
2: hey everyone. Um, I think just like Jessica said, it's a very similar story um with mine. The reason I'm into sports and the reason why I'm where I am today, it has to be, and it is because of my grandfather. You know, um, as a kid growing up, well, I was raised by both my grandparents, so growing up, um, my grandfather watched a lot of football, like every single time. Lily repeats each other, and, you know, Chris
1: is a fan of
2: no live football, so like you watch matches from back then.
1: And your grandfather you is go? me. I am your grandfather.
2: <laughs> no, I don't like that, but obviously I got tired of just complaining at some point and literally just sat down with him, watch the games. And I thought to myself, this is actually not too bad i can watch you know and obviously now he would invite me whenever there's a game which all together watch the matches And when he saw that, okay, she's getting into it. So now this is when we'd see the likes of Carol Pitchside, you know, she like he would always say to me, that's where you belong. That's like literally all the time. That's where you belong. It'll be you soon. So I remind him all the time. I'm like, do you remember you used to say that it's going to be me? Are you proud now? (laughs) I mean, yeah, so that's for me, that's how it started. Of course, I played um, sports in, in primary as well. But at, at the time i didn't think i wanted to do what i'm doing now so it was just i guess to be fit so yeah that's where my love for sports comes from comes from
1: all right, uh, now that we got the intro out of the way, um, and I hope we'll also pose the very same question to Coach Lulu when she, joined, she joins us. Um, I just wanna make a highlight of, of something that I'm noticing from both your stories. And gents, I hope you're listening. Um, the amount of influence as, gen, as gents that you'd have on, on a girl child don't take that for granted. So this thing of gentlemen always wanting to push the girl child away and say this is not a sport for women, this is not something that you should be interested in, this is just for chance. Uh, I I would highly encourage for you to, to, to shine away from that because the love for the game has to start somewhere and you could be placed in that position where you then you know, transfer the love to the girl child. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking your time and listening in. You are listening to the Coca Cola Space. Uh, it is a Thursday. Um, we are speaking, ladies and football, um, the Valentine's edition, showing love to the ladies. Just let me bring it back to you and touch on the fact that you now, I've known you as a social media, Bes- besides a, a horse rider now, so you now move into the space where you're a social media influencer, um, but you are doing your other things on the gig, you have your your 9-to-5, your you, you're still doing your job. Um At what point do you then now realize that football has to be the core of what it is that you do? Because the love will always guide you, but I just wanted that moment that said to you, football has to be the love. Before you even thought of starting your own company, before you even thought of doing other big things in football.
2: Um... I think for me, it's like just taking up space Goko, um, in something that you're passionate about. Also setting an example, motivating others. You just mentioned, you know, the chains in the space should take um, notice of how much they are such a big influence to the ladies in terms of us growing up and our fathers and so forth. Mm-hmm. However, we also just want to change the narrative to say it's got you know it also needs to be women that are in this within the sporting fraternity that are inspiring other young because when we grew up it was only a couple of women that were in the space whether it's broadcasting it being somebody kicking a ball or it being somebody who's a match official and i can say she ref was one of the first um that we took notice of that we said we also want to be like her if you wanted to be in that space so it's also just finding how you can cement yourself in something that you're really passionate about and also following your objectives of trying to change the system that has been you know that has been placed and has conditioned players to think that they are not worthy so for me i felt like my core um, and my goals were to basically be a change maker within the women in sports spaces and also add you know a volume into the voices that we already have trying to fight for equality trying to bring change and i'm doing it for the passion more than anything else and i and i I stand by that with everything that is in me before the agency before you seeing me at clorko before you seeing me on sabc that's literally what my journey is all about
1: Mm -hmm. and you know naledi let me bring you in here because fast forward um, you move from high school you go to study and you get into social media i've known you uh, as a lady behind the mic um and the love for the mic at what point did you then decide to say okay i see all these things that's ha- that are happening i see what i'm studying i'm seeing i see a lot of courses modules that i'll be doing within my course but the mic is where i belong and i think i belong behind the mic and i want to be behind the mic especially speaking about this sport i want to be behind the mic
2: Let me tell you, actually, you know, funny enough, I've always been this very like I, I talk, I don't talk too much, now But when I talk, I try to like make mm-hmm. sense. So it's been the same like throughout high school. So whenever I did a like speech, you know, I, I realized that uh, my teachers tend to love that I was well spoken. My pitch was just great. My voice, so. I just thought i've always thought that i was going to be on tv right so fast forward after school um obviously that's when you get to think a lot about your life what it is that you want to do i did the very same thing myself um you know wanting to study media and obviously your parents are like you need to find something solid to do with your life Just in case this thing um, you know doesn't work out but if you ask anyone you know close to me my parents whoever that knows me really well they will tell you that what naledi wants naledi will always get so i told them i want to do this thing and i don't see myself doing anything else so that's when they literally just surrendered and gave up and were like okay okay, cool just go do what you want to do and Of course, I did um, my dad obviously being you know, I, I'm a daddy's girl So I'm sure you guys know that because I post a lot about him So it was just like no just go do what you like and then if it doesn't work out, we'll see you know what happens so for me being behind the mic i guess like it was always coming but i didn't really see myself on radio i saw myself on tv but funny enough now but if i had to choose between the two i really love radio more maybe because i got into radio first before I'm, um, you know um, tv and all these other things but yeah like i guess for me it's always been there you know just the fact that i've been affirmed so much in high school about my voice being well spoken and you know just falling in love also with the game i mean i i've watched a lot of sports so just realizing that this is something that you can do you know this is a space that you can fit in i mean you see again we're going back to you seeing the likes of, of our carol they're also well spoken you know they they're doing the same thing that you might want to do you know one day so for me it really i don't think it was a tough thing to decide on you know to just like want to come into sport because first of all i believe i had what it takes you know i I believe that i could speak well i knew football and now currently learning other sports like it just opens up a lot of doors for you so for me really i think i think i always knew that this is where i was going to end up
1: like that i've got both of your stories i know the path that you pretty much took to get here now just with every story. And I'm talking about before you can even get to think about what it is that you're doing. There must have been a time where you experience, whether it be prejudice, whether it be discouragement, whether it be um, somebody trying to talk you out of you liking the sport. Because I think, especially us as gents, we like doing that a lot, where we try and talk somebody out of what they do. I mean, Naledi was very fortunate in the sense that She got encouraged into carry on what you're doing. Do you ever remember such a moment? And if you do remember, what did it then do to you in terms of your career?
2: Um, so I maybe might have a similar story then to Naledi because personally I haven't had um such a difficult time actually prior to me, you know, getting into the space i hadn't had a a lot of discouragement coming from people and matter of fact i had a lot of pushes you know to say this is something different this hasn't been done um you know when i launched the agency it was the first and the only Mm. is that that represents only female athletes so it was more a push to you know do what is right and represent a specific um, demographic in the society however I think those challenges and the discouragement actually came once everything was in play um and funny enough and i want to be honest about this i had a lot mm. of um support from you know, a male counterparts, you know, our allies, um, than I did from women, you know. There are some women, obviously, that did support, uh, I don't want to lie, you know, our sisters who encouraged us and said, you're doing well. But I think more men were more receptive to what we were doing. And it was a a surprise and a shock to me because we always see how men will talk down on women who are in sports spaces and that kind of thing. But for me personally, it was a different situation. I got a lot of DMs of guys saying, we are so proud of what you're doing. Um, I know this girl, please look into their career. It was our sisters that I, you know, look up to, or I maybe thought I would find refuge in, in terms of them doing this for longer than we have. Um, and I think that was the challenge for me, you know, not finding myself um, with them. And I'm not in cliques. I'm, I'm not in these circles. So it was mm. difficult. Because I just popped out of nowhere, Loko, to be honest. I never played football to say I've known these people I'm not in no journalist circle or I'm not in any association where people really grew up together and they've known each other for long I just came out Mm -hmm. of nowhere and Naledi and I always talk about this when we go to events it's literally just her and I in our little corner you know trying to do whatever networking we can do but I Mm -hmm. think for me it was that challenge to say you know we talk about women empowerment supporting each other lifting each other but when we find an opportunity to do so and open the doors for others it's a different conversation practically but on theory we are preaching a different story so i think that would be my challenge for me
1: all right and 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 let me also come back to what it is that you've mentioned because you mentioned the fact that you received a lot of support from 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 men and and they would encourage you and they would even suggest you know players for you i i want to ask this question because it's a question that i've kind of tried and picked up um it happens where there isn't where you happen to be the only person in that space or maybe if you'd be the only female in that space or maybe you'd be the only person that's from the hood in that space you know um i've heard that a lot of people try and safeguard that space because they feel that they want to take ownership they feel that you coming into the space might be a threat for them as opposed to then it growing people of the same kind in that space. Do you echo that sentiment before uh, Jess?
2: I definitely do. I really definitely do. And it's something that I only started noticing when I really matured into the space that I'm in. You know, there's a lot of people that get so territorial about what it is that they do. And for me, it's a very foreign concept because I believe in more doors opening for us to be able to do a bigger job. There's so much talent out there, Lukoko. I cannot be the only agency that is re- that is representing female athletes. There's so many girls that are in our DMs, in my DMs personally, looking for representation, which I unfortunately don't have the large staff that can sign everybody. I would be happy to see more people actually doing what it is that I do, but however, for some reason there is a culture of people really you know hogging over spaces and not allowing others to grow and not wanting them to be in that space which baffles me because I feel like together there's so much that we can do and now when you're starting to isolate people because they are new and are probably looking up to you because I mean you've inspired me so much for me to get up from my ass and actually try and do something about you know. Creating change in society instead of welcoming and guiding and you know teaching me, it, it's a different energy that you receive. So I absolutely agree. It's a, it, yeah, people hog over spaces and they get territorial and they yeah, they will make you feel <laughs> small, definitely.
1: And 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 Naledi, with that territory, and I, and I'm going to bring it back to your end because I've I've taken a look at you uh, while there's a press conference happening um, and I've seen you being the only lady there. Um, Do you not feel intimidated? I know I might be asking this question and and maybe people might think, maybe I'm trying to look down on you or maybe that type of thing, but I've always felt that, would you not feel more comfortable if there were more ladies uh, around where you'd be, because I know gents can be nonchalant about a lot of things, especially things that would hurt one's feelings. They will just generally say things or they generally do things that, you know, they're not thoughtful in in their process. Um, Your space, journalism, do you not feel that you need more ladies around, especially at the press conference? And I'm being specific in terms of press conferences.
2: Uh intimidated not anymore and i'm so glad that like i don't feel intimidated anymore because i started you know here in the psl whereby i'm um, actually in my first season i used to attend almost every press conferences because every press conference because i needed the audios and all of that for radio but now do i feel intimidated no because i've learned that i am in a very male dominated space and in order for me to you know obviously succeed being intimidated won't get me where i want to be so I do get scared sometimes i I guess that's a very normal thing let me say nervous not scared because that sounds doesn't sound really good so i would say that really my first season as a journalist in the psl has really trained me for everything that i'm experiencing in my life right now you're speaking about being the only woman um you know even when i was in ivory coast believe it or not you could literally count the number of ladies in a conference room it was just men and obviously when you try to raise your hand for questions you know like you would not be picked because there's just a lot of men so I do feel like we do need a lot of females to fill up the spaces Um, you know we need a lot of women to attend these press conferences we do have a lot of female journalists and they just need to you know be visible because I don't think I'm seeing enough but it, it's it's challenging like it, I'm not going to lie to you you know because you walk into this room you just see men in you're like my goodness what is going to happen here today (laughs) but knowing what you're there to do you're just all about your business you mind your own business you know network obviously with whoever that you need to talk to because you never know what could come out of that but yeah i don't think i'm as intimidated as i was I think I got proper training in my first year as, ju- as a journalist. So now it's just something that I encounter and give it, like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay, I'm the only one. Oh, okay, you know, like I'm. Mm,
1: just another
2: I don't day. Want to, it's just another day. Also, like, I don't want to give the men the power that, oh, okay, so it's true. There are literally no women in this space. So, yeah, but with time, we'll get to, you know, a point whereby there's literally thousands of women, you know, in, in such spaces one day at a time. We're getting okay. there.
1: Do you feel that, because sometimes you're alone, sometimes I know it's, it, it could be you, let um, where you in a press conference, do you feel that you have to over perform, like you basically carrying all the women in the country on your shoulders and, and all the women will get judged by what it is that you do?
2: Yes, <laughs> exactly that, and you know the thing is, if you make one mistake, you know, just imagine like what that will do to you because that's something that you're going to be reminded of every single day i this is why women don't belong here so even when you're in those spaces be you know obviously you are scared to ask questions number one it's very normal but you have to but now what happens when you like make a mistake like with your questions what's going to happen to you you know just imagine all the criticisms that will come your way just imagine you know obviously having to live with that your whole life it's very intimidating honestly sometimes to think about it and you are right it's usually just me and them in those spaces but we're trying to you know obviously bring as many ladies as we can but yeah um we're growing every single day so i think we'll get used to it as time goes on
1: Alrighty, um, I see Coach Shorty is in the space. Um, she did say she can't hear anything. I'm going to ask her to leave and come back in. But yeah, um, yes, now let's talk about you being in this space where you are surrounded by athletes and you haven't opened your company yet. Um, you're still thinking about it. And you're now in a position where you say, I'm, I need to start my company. I need to start managing these athletes. At the time, you don't. Know, I would assume you don't know anyone. You don't know where it is that you need to go. Um, was it not intimidating the mere fact that you are getting into one, an area where it's looked down upon? And I'll say looked down upon because I've heard a lot of club owners where they say, "I know." Uh, don't have agencies in Panaka. Those people they'll dribble you or you'll have a lot of players that say, Ah, my agent my agent has done bad, has done me bad in A, B, and C. Um, and two, you are now getting into a field where it hasn't been professionalized, uh, where contracts proper contracts are not in place. Was it not that much of a challenge?
2: Yeah, oh, it was much of a challenge, yeah, and it still is local colour space because you mentioned in the last part now, Jorge. Um, in a space that's not professionalized, so you must know there's so much grey area that you have to deal with when it comes to a league like that. You know, we know there's a f- uh, implemented FIFA rules. Um, that regulate and just for the safeguarding of the athletes but however, there's a lot of grey area in terms of finding what closes stick and what don't because of a professional league versus a, a professional player versus uh, an unprofessional on a metro league. So it's very challenging one. So before I started, I just felt like. I was getting I was friends with a couple of these athletes that were bringing these issues and these challenges to me based on what the clubs, what's happening in their clubs and so forth and some of these challenges were things that I you know for the life of me I could not understand how people could get away with murder like that you know it was things they were very shocking and obviously you would advise here and there and expect people to speak up for themselves because um, I get you have it you have a team. That's got a coach and a technical team and then you've got Mm, the captain mm, and you've mm. got the players. And in the event that there's a a grievance or a challenge that you are facing as a player, you would escalate the matter to the captain. And if it's not resolved, then your next level will be your technical team. However, if you've over exhausted all those options and there's no solution, who is the next person that you will speak to in order to try and solve this matter? And... I felt like for most of them, they couldn't even get the first level right to even speak to the captain because at specific places and some places it's very much welcomed. You know, there's so much unity. There's so much understanding and there's so much of holding each other's hands. So for those least that I was friends with and I was speaking with, and they were talking about these issues and making them aware that you don't have to accept this. This is not okay. It's okay for you to ask you know there's no crime and there's no wrong in asking something you are not comfortable with because it defeats the purpose of you being a football player you are now no longer passionate about the sports because you're subjected to so many things that you feel like you can't speak about then there was one player then there's two players then there's three and four players then if to a point where those players are like why don't you just start an agency that's going to represent us and others because we know that we are not on this boat by ourselves, you know, there's others that don't have access to you or somebody like you because it doesn't have to be only me, however we don't have somebody who is the bridge or the communication or probably the voice between us and, you know, coaches or us and clubs and that kind of thing and you must remember players most of the time are subjected to these things and cannot speak up because at the end of the day, you know, there's instances where you speak up and you are seen to have you know, lip. You are seen to be talking too much. You are seen to be knowing like you have everything and there's opportunities of you getting benched. There's players who will tell you that I did not move from this club for four years because they told me if I leave there, they're going to make sure that I go, don't go and sign for any other club. For me, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. If you're talented, other people will recognize you. But because they think this is, for some of them, this is all they know. They're going to stay in those opportunities. So I felt like it was a duty for me to step in somehow. Even with a little bit of work, I... I can do if i just had to sit and i was i had the ability to be able to change it i felt like i I just had blood on my hands and not trying to change the narrative and i had to do the research first because I feel like being an agent and being in the space there's too many regularities around the laws and the clauses and this and this you can't just come in and wake up one day and say i want to represent athletes there's a lot of studying i had to do there's a lot of reading and you know you you were one of the people that actually advised me to to, to you know reach out to people like Pasha who've been doing this for mm-hmm. a very long time you know i can pick up a call and go, call garabo and just be like i'm handling this situation so do you have a little bit of advice so it was reading understanding learning And then two years after that, that's when I launched the agency to make it just available for those that felt like they needed somebody who can sit in that boardroom with them and hold their hands and try and, you know, um, do a little bit better for them.
1: And and I like how uh, women in your uh, space, um, one, they're front runners and two, they're willing to share the knowledge that they have. Um, I've had the privilege of having conversations with uh, those two ladies that you've mentioned. And there was never a time where they didn't feel the need to give me time. There was never a time where they said, I know, rip easy. Yes, I understand they're very busy, but and they're open to sharing information. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you are listening to Coca-Cola Space, um, powered by Hollywood Bats. Gentleman- Coach Shorty has joined us and... I'm just going to check my mic because I I don't know if it's network issues or not, but she couldn't hear us earlier on. Coach, are you able to hear us now?
0: Yes, I'm able to hear everybody. Good evening, San Bonandi Melang. <laughs> I'm language, I'm going Coach, I, I get it
1: that Hi, Sunny one no money Coach, I, I before you joined in, I asked these ladies one question. And I feel that I also have to ask you that question because we noticed a pe- a pattern from the both of them. Uh in football. Um your the love thereof or you being in the space, here yeah, football. Who was influential, how it is that you ended up, whether it be playing, whether it be reading the game, but your love for football, where it started when you were young, where did it start?
0: Um, look, the love for football for me started in the township by Alex. You know, we, that's where I was born and bred. Um, I grew up in a houseful, household of boys, my cousins, my brothers. You know, so that's that's where it all started. And you know, Ekasi, they always said, even if you're gonna be a chartered accountant, you're gonna be a rugby player, so for me, it wasn't an ex- exception with being a girl. I was told by my brother's "Guti, if you wanna hang with us, then I ended up falling in love with the with the sport, because there was nobody like Kumalume, Baba, you know, that played football. It was an influence from Elokshini because, you know, i'm um, growing up as a tomboy, you do what boys do. If you're a girly girly, you do what girly girlies do, you know. So that's how it all started for me. Early ages, very, you know, like primary schools. Seven, eight, me very sing peas in a bafana top, I'm a um, <laughs> Alrighty, righty
1: coach i'm gonna come back to you let me go to Naledi. Naledi, um there was a one defining moment um, in your career and i still remember it very well where you sh- where you shot your shot and you pretty much close your eyes um how much of a turning point was that and for those that might not know i'd like for you to please take them through that and the amount of god because i hear you saying i was scared and what but the amount of guts that took for you to be able to execute that um how was it
2: well i'm i'm one person who's afraid of looking foolish to the people now (laughs) very much so but um on the day um 2021 it was september i forgot the date um so Robert mara was supposed to do an interview with um a station, yeah, station. So on the day of the interview, it was cancelled. And obviously, this is someone that I grew up watching, you know. I, I loved him so much, you know, as a broadcaster. Even when um he was still doing Thursday Night Live with Tato. I used to pretend like, like I was Tato, you know, because that's how much I love him <laughs> and I love show. <laughs> so when I saw that the interview that I was looking forward to was cancelled, I just like I didn't even think about it like i didn't put much thought into it i just tweeted my tweet and i was like hey mr rob i would love to host you on my show obviously i'm just thinking this man gets a lot of mentions every single day of his life so like who do i think i am why is he going to respond to me when he gets a lot of mentions you know in his notifications, and then I sent that. I, I even forgot about it. Went about my day. I went to the mall. and I got to the mall, I don't know why I decided to check my phone because literally, when I'm out, I just focus on on what I'm there to do. So I just checked my phone. I'm seeing my phone is buzzing, buzzing. Robert Mara has responded. He's asking you when and where, you know, the time and everything. You know, that's when I I, I obviously sent everything to him. Honestly, I feel like that's when my life has changed. Honestly, because um from there i was known and that's not something that i obviously wanted but you know for my work to be known is something that i still to this day want to, people to know about me you know when you guys talk about naledi apane just talk about my work <laughs> please so when that happened um obviously um he was had with the interview i remember really well and um, we didn't talk for like two weeks or so And then two weeks, I sent in a voice note to the show. So as I sent in a voice note to the show, he was with Team Sugazi at the time. So apparently I asked an interesting question and Team Sugazi was just like, Oh, I need this girl on my team. And then <laughs> that's when we, no, actually, even before that, Rob sent me a message. He was like, hey, na lady. Now, this is when I just forgot about the interview. I just thought, oh my gosh, so that was it. I'm not going to talk to him again. He sent me a message. He's like, hey, na lady, we need to bring you under the bridge very soon. I was like, huh? Me? why you know um cool and then that happens i go meet him i go to the studio it's amazing i'm like oh my gosh i would love to like work here i would love to be here Mm. and of course um fast forward to when i send in the voice note tim suga he loves um you know my opinion and he also tries to bring me to his team which Mm. did happen Um, So, yeah, that tweet for me, I would say, really opened um, a lot of doors for me. It has introduced me to a lot of opportunities as well, to a lot of people. And I would like to believe that was the turning point of my career. Honestly, I I, I would do it over and over again if I had to. (laughs)
1: I, I, I was baiting you when I actually asked you that question, and I wanted you to relate the story, but there's something very important I wanted to share my appreciation for that moment um, about you. You might not remember this, but fuck for what the interview happens, and the one thing that that your station managers asked at the station and about you, by Robert is the fact that how is she? And the first response that Robert said, and the first response that the station manager says is that she's always there. She's always here early. She's always here prepared. She's always here on time. She's always has a ducks in the row. And I was like, you might then think that your turning moment could have been you inviting Robert, but your turning moment happened a long time ago where you were prepared. Uh, where, And I've always known you as, as that person, as the person that gets early into any space as a person that gets on time to any space and that's prepared onto any space and I, that's just my appreciation for you uh, and and I hope you take it uh, I just wanted to share that moment to say own it it's entirely up to you it has nothing to do with the guy that you interviewed it was generally about you and you what what it is that you do but yeah let me let me just move on to that before before I become all mushy but I'm giving you appreciation coach uh, I'm coming back to you, and. I'm bringing on the topic of preparation because the reason I'm fast forwarding our conversation is that I know we missed out on a lot of time, but I need to get into the preparation phase. And I, a lot of people that work with you, coach, they'll tell you how it is that you are prepared. Um, you are in an industry, coach, where you can, you can be surrounded by males. Uh, and because they were former players or... They don't have to prepare for anything and we can even hear by what it is that they say well, time and something was not prepared and i know what sometimes you guys have um uh, people that prepare notes in the background but coach constantly i'm hearing about you being prepared over prepared for something and this information that you get that's extra that you are not supposed to have and you have uh, how do you then accumulate it without giving away your secret? Uh, why do you feel the need to even accumulate this? Do you think you being a woman in that spot, forces you to over to over prepare for these type of moments because you get judged as a lady?
0: <laughs> Thank you for the question. Um, look, I come from a background where uh, hard work is everything. You know, you can be super talented and and I grew up in a space where oftentimes I was told Guti, nah, I'm just okay, you know. Um, if I work harder, maybe people will like me, maybe people will see me. Then I said, hard work will be my middle name. I don't care if you remember my name, but you'll remember my work. Um, to your question, um, when I joined um, uh, my first TV gig, you know, um, at Supersport, when I joined there, I found Abu coach um sean bartlett benny was mm-hmm. there
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um Abubabam, Tatwa, and all of that and there was a lady by the name of um, um her name is running away from me no no and she and she said to me simply for you to cut it in this industry you have to be the cut above the rest. it doesn't come by looks by what you look like by no, it comes by hard work. And in this industry, for you to stay, you need to constantly involve, evolve. And I remember the advice I also got from the analysts that were there. Even Rob was there and he said to me, Simpiwe, you need to give people something they don't see. And you can't give people something they don't see if Nawu funda same thing about. You can't break things down and a level do more zang information level. And the biggest thing for me was simply, how are you going to be different? And I said, I'm going to be me. There's only one me. Me unique. I get to know, I'm mm-hmm. English, I'm information. going to be English, I'm not going to be I'm going to But I'm going to I'm going You know? So, um, for me, it has always been research. Do better. Um, you, you, you have to go an extra mile Simpia. don't think Utu, umundu teen. And also because the critic from home has always been with my husband, with my mother-in-law, father-in-law with my mom and all of that. They always said to me, Simpia, you have to break things down as if you are explaining to your two old child. And, mm-hmm. he, and I also coach under 17s, under 15s, under 12s. I've coached at different levels. I've coached boys, I've coached men. And I always needed to break things down. understand at one shot. And because I started coaching with boys, and boys don't look at you, they want substance. And I learned from there, all those things that I got, I learned from the routine. I need to bring substance that is understandable. And that will be the cut up of the rest. My competition has always been, I need to complement what men are putting out there because lay industry, I might've played the game at the highest level. I might've played and all of that, but I've never played the men's game with men at that level. I've only played with boys so i need to come into this space and not want to be done favors i need to come into this space and show people good to women are passionate and they're equally capable i'm not doing it for me every time i open my mouth and speak i'm doing it for a young Simpiwe. i'm doing it for a current jessica i'm doing it for a current Apane. i'm doing it for uh, those that have done it before me I'm doing it for a young Gloria Brown who paved the way and for Simpiwe because mm. it is often out there to say women are doing it just in Babenzeli favor to tick a box. I want anybody that speaks on behalf of me or listens to me says, is this a woman or or, or what? Only mm. You are lying, it's not the same mm. person. And also because I, I come from an old generation yoga team if you don't work hard, what else do you have to offer? I needed to understand that my weaknesses wam. Beseng pagamisa my weaknesses wam onza my strength. Lies,
1: and... but kubek.
0: <laughs> no 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 no. This is the reality. And often out there it gupsu mowza bati ah yeah, we are yena sega si zo guti mushe i didn't want that because i've heard a lot of women being degraded because of how beautiful they are how beautifully dressed they are and the Mm -hmm. person forgets the work that they can do for me it has never also been into i want to compete with the men in the industry i wanted to complement what the men in the industry are doing because often we want to compete you can't compete with. Uh, nature. I'll be competing with nature, setting myself for failure. So it is for me to be able to give an everlasting imprint for Mundola lele Oseka. How do I become better every time? Listen, ang la limangi tola le information leyo research leyo I read through unbon guti nihambe niyofuna makemai ten previous games niyofuna amako guti munto kora makolanga kigupi gandaani. I look, I watch, I ask. That's why I have to deliver in that manner because it's a chance I got and I want to stay in this industry as long as I can and leave an imprint.
1: An imprint? It is that you shall leave, Coach. Um, Just let me come to you because Coach is talking about leaving an imprint and you have chattered into terrain that has not really been explored, uh, terrain that was shunned upon um, because... (laughs) let's let's not kid ourselves a lot of people think ah there isn't money in in women's football there isn't really money for agents in football uh, but in women's football people think ah there isn't even money they don't even feel the need to even pay for a ticket to go watch women play um i'm looking at the space that you're in jess and right now i'm not only seeing footballers um the need was so big that I see hockey players I see netball players I see all different sporting codes. do you not feel that it's a lot too soon and I know and I understand with with the sense that you have the capability to handle that but does it then not also highlight the fact that there was a serious need and now you have to be that one person that carries everyone throughout
2: um oh yeah like it's so funny i was having this conversation with somebody yesterday and i was saying this is the reason why we need more of us than one person so that none of us feel like we are carrying the whole load by ourselves Mm. and this is not for the faint-hearted what i do And when every time somebody DMs me and they tell me that they want to do this, they want to be an agent in the women's space and they ask me for advice, the first thing I tell them, I'm like, do it for passion. Don't do it for money. If the money comes, the money will come. But the first thing that you need to understand is it's a different territory in the space. So you need to be passionate about helping out before you are going to worry about how deep your pockets can be. And for me, I look at it in a way that it's more investing in the players than anything else because yes I don't make much from the athletes probably nothing you know I end up actually having to dig into my own pockets to make sure that I don't have an athlete that goes on the netball courts with no tackies or on the football field Mm -hmm. no soccer Mm -hmm. boots I will do whatever it is in my power to be able to make sure that I can provide them with whatever it is they need to perform at their best however I feel like I don't have a right to complain or I don't have room let me not say right I don't have room to complain about everything that's going wrong if I'm just sitting on my hands and I'm not doing anything about the situation the little Mm -hmm. bit of things that I can create in in trying to empower in trying to change their lives I feel is enough because another lady is going to come and do the little bit that she can to empower and also inspire others as coach has also mentioned whatever she's doing in, in, in her space is going to motivate a young simpiwa that's upcoming. And I think those little bits of pieces that, of the work that we do in our own little spaces, as difficult as it is, and as much as it feels like it's a load, I think it's going to make a difference, especially for the young group that's coming um, under us, you know, or after us, or that are looking up to us. So it's very challenging. And I always preach about how I wish we had more people. It's not a fashionable space to be in, It's very challenging. It's not nice being a woman sitting in a boardroom full of seven men who are going against you because you feel like this player deserves this much, you know, and walking away in a situation where I cannot put a gun to people's heads. However, this is what they are telling us. It's a take it or leave it. Having to comfort the player and tell them that please don't think that you deserve less because of what was discussed in that room. You are big, you are valued, you are enough and you deserve more. However, the structure and the system might make you feel some type of way. And you're do- not doing it to one person, you're doing it to 22 athletes. So it's hard, but I, be- I feel like if we walk away, tomorrow we can cry and say, there's no change if we don't have you know, the courage and the bravery to just step into a space where we feel like we can create change for them. coach and Naledi I'm not sure if you guys can hear me I don't know if it's me or or he's back
1: (laughs) oh yeah we were Um, hearing. yeah were you oh I do apologize about that (laughs) ladies and gentlemen um the lines are open you're more than welcome to request um I am opening the lines we just under six minutes just before we shut the space Naledi um let me ask this question now from my end Jess is mentioning the fact that now she has to venture into other fields she has to venture into other sporting codes And I know you've had the privilege of tasting what I'll say more organized because I I look at it in terms of uh, administratively, um, how it is structured from development to all the way to professional ranks. I'm using the word organized in a sense that there seem to be more uniformity uh, when you look at from where the sport starts to where the professionals meet. So everything is linked are there any are there things that you can take from that sport, bring it home or do you feel that we'll get to a point where we're going to lose in a lady in football and say because i feel that i'll be this side because one there could be a gap that i'm noticing um, it could be more accommodative it could be in a position w- where i'm able to carve my own path and move forward in terms of the sport and cricket that's the sport
2: um <laughs> that's a very interesting question um i, I don't think you're gonna lose an a lady in football because that's literally my first love however i also fell in love with cricket um yes the hours are really long i mean the game can start at like 2 p.m and at 10 p.m or it like depends on obviously the chasing so what would i bring from that sport into football i guess for me it will be you know just investing on grassroots level you know just because when you look at cricket Kids as young as five, they playing. There is a, red, like a league already for them. Kids under 10, there is a league for them. They're competing on the highest level even. So I don't think we have the same thing, um, you know, this side, our side. And that's literally, I think, the only thing that I would like to bring in. Of course, just believing in the young ones. In our sport, a player that is 25 might still be considered young to find themselves in the national team whereas that side you have a 25 year old already with Mm -hmm. you know about 10 caps no 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 Mm -hmm. that's a lot Mm -hmm. like five caps or seven caps so i feel like we need to invest properly in grassroots level, make sure that we, you know, obviously give a lot of young players a chance to play. I've been so impressed with seeing um, those who watch cricket. There's a young guy by the name Gwenamapali, Gwena he's been brilliant this whole time. And I have no doubt that in the next World Cup, there's a T20 happening this year, we might see him there. So it'd be so nice to see someone, you know, playing in the under 20, making that impression, and also just being automatically promoted into the first team because that's just how great they are instead of waiting for them to be 26 27 to give them their first cap so that's the those are the two things that i would like to change you know obviously from cricket to our football and no you will not be losing me in the football space i'm still around but i am juggling other sporting plays as well
1: sure uh great to hear that um coach let me bring it back to you we're talking about young ones we're talking about a generation where their structure you played football where, I could say, they're a finder finder in terms of trying to find players, trying to source players, trying to build, bring a national team. But Manja Coach, you're dealing with AMA 2000, uh, who are, one, um, they're educated. Two, they're not scared to speak their mind. How much of a mission is it dealing with this generation of footballers, generation of young female footballers who are not scared to speak their mind and who... I invested in the sport as much as a young boy would be. I wish uh, they were like that for
0: me because a lot of our football would have been far ahead. Uh, imagine if uh, those days, I would say 100, I would 100, I would say 100, I would 100, I would 100, I would say would have been easy because we, we wouldn't have uh, been oppressed. We would have been liberated to understand who we are, what we want to achieve and understand who we belong in the sport. We would have been exposed to um creating brands by then. If I would have been overseas long time ago and I would have been a millionaire mm. and a lot of us I uh, would have seen that so all of that that would have happened for us so Mina I'm a type of coach that says I want those types of players because those players have character when we went to the 2018 World Cup, we had a good team and all of that, but our players lacked character because what do you mean by this? You understand? And confidence is something you cannot teach, character is something you cannot teach. So, Lama 2000 Life easy, but you have to be a coach that is open minded and is ready to face these things because a player will ask you, Coach, I'm better than Usim when why are you playing here Where else? I play the same, I come to training every day and I can play mm-hmm. in this system. You must be able to say you are not disrespectful. I'm playing Ulikoko because Ulikoko is suitable for this formation. Ulikoko is suitable for this type of styling is Funa and Jengamanj. Your job is this that that that. But instead, we also have coaches that are depressing these players that are outspoken cool and mm. that's part of long-term athlete development if these players are liberated uh, from an early age where they are they have a good structure they' are exposed to the good structure they're exposed to professionalism they will know what they are worth a lot of us didn't know what we are worth and a lot of us still don't know what we are worth even to date because you know but the players of today are the ones that are going to force us as 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 old fossils to be creative to understand what these young players need more from us these players know things that you think they don't know these players already know what is an investor doing and when you can answer so exactly what lady saying um, you know if we are able to create platforms that say to long-term athlete development we need to challenge and make them see a brighter future and be professional from an early age which means we must be qualified enough to be in that space to give these players liberation and I'm, and I'm emphasis on liberation because when you are free you are able to grow to be better the environment will will make you so much better so for me it is key for us to understand that I'm a 2000 Probably Dala inayo, Leonton, but the Sisaba e exposure, Sisaba nobuti, Monga Kuluma, you're out of the team. But this generation of players. We've seen what banyana banyana did going to the world cup mm. we've seen what teams are doing in spain it's because they're liberated they are sure of who they are and mm. systems are changing so it, it is about us to to coach and find players that can change the narrative themselves first because you can't force them to change the the, the, the narrative you have to find certain type of players but player yiti esiba, that are impeding progression because we are too old school we think we know it all even when, when we must seek information and clarity on a lot of things
1: mm, mm. yeah um that's how we come to the end of our space but before there's one question that i want to take uh, it's from um, it's from the the listeners, and Jess, I'm gonna direct it to you. I'm basically going to be paraphrasing this question. Uh, Pro, I'll also give you a chance. Nyabona, cause you're the gatekeeper of the space. Let me just ask this question, which Jess. Jess. So, what this listener's asking is that has there ever been a time where any one of your athletes had to give it up to get something? Uh, because she's saying she often fears that in a space where it's male dominated where they want something for you as a lady to get something and have you ever heard of those cases jess
2: um so personally from the athletes that i represent no i've never had any player that has to go to the extremes of giving it up in order for them to get an opportunity however i'm not gonna act naive and you know like i don't know that this sometimes happens um, in certain situations, um, it's it's quite sad that this question is a valid question because in most instances it. Happens. A lot of the times
0: it happens. Ask Ischess,
2: I'll be blunt and
0: help you. A lot of the times it happens, Likoko jess is being modest and that's mm-hmm. what me and her always get into engagements about a lot of our players even in areas where they are not in a professional space mm-hmm. um and because they can't speak up and because they're thinking they're not professional they're in amateur spaces they mm-hmm. just keep quiet and let it be if you can hear the stories that are out there ngela next space mental a health yama players and and you will see what's gonna happen you will hear the stories that come out it is painful out there especially because naturally a, a, a she person is is oppressed
1: and 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 i'll, I'll definitely have the space because i remember there was an incident that was report like it was in even in the national team where something like that was reported where something you, you know so this is something worth exploring it's not something that you just brush aside and that's why i felt that question would be more appropriate for for you ladies in in, in a forum to like have a discussion around it
2: and just to add cox to what you're saying um I definitely agree you know we need more of these spaces where things like this could be vocalized because i think there has been a very long time where these things have been continuing to happen however Mm -hmm. the culprits are not you know called out and the culprits are getting away with murder because it nobody reports them nobody speaks about it and not a lot of people actually know that it's currently happening Yes, it might not be ha- not happening to an athlete that I represent, but it's happening to their colleague or it's happened to their colleague. Now, you can just think about the mental well-being of that particular player in terms of their performance or anywhere they will go. This is how they now nourished. They basically conditioned to think that I have to give it up in order for me to get a position. So if we don't actually expose this kind of information, we're basically letting the people, the culprits that are actually doing this feel like this is a, a, a safe space for them to do that. And we just need to, you know, put an end to it. I feel like with these discussions that, that we are having, we just need to be a little bit more aggressive about them. We talk about it in our little small circles, but it's not actually getting out there. And we just need to put a lot of emphasis in how bad it actually is because it's affecting everybody. And if they're doing it to a young girl... That's at the age of 26 what will stop them from doing it to a 16 year old who's trying to tap into the space of football
1: hmm. uh this is a conversation worth being explored and i'll definitely make a note and we'll have definitely have a space on this uh coach just before i close it supporters f- female uh football uh we see less and less supporters there's a question on the timeline that says why do you think that's the case in terms of national team because ladies have done far exceedingly than uh, the male counterparts in recent years
0: i think it's a decision uh, that uh, people need to look at especially fans because um i grew up in a space where my mother would support me more than my father and um i was lucky that happened but most of the time even in my timeline it's men that will engage more than women Um, and then you you hear women saying but there isn't enough support there's a lot of women out there that should be going out to support women but they don't come out and support women if our own is not supporting us what then before Sioka, Pro, all the men are not supporting us the women themselves are not coming out uh, to come and support i love the soccer moms i love the the sports moms because the sports moms do it themselves they go out there week in and out to support their children and mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. but in general um the ladies that go out there they'll I'd rather go to a male uh, a match to support, even if they don't even know what's happening, but they are there to support. Now, you have often ask, Why isn't it the same thing happening to um, uh, women's football? And let me bring it home a bit, Ekaya. Uh, how many of your family all of your family relatives and all of that when you say i'm going to a match they can park their cars go to a chisanyama instead of come and support you so it has to start from home and i'll take it to white spot when you go to white spot you'll see them the whole family is out coming to watch and under six rugby match the whole family so that child will be accustomed to support from an under six maga under ten spring box i blue pools it's in their nature they are used to supporting they don't they don't even care about how much the ticket costs so it's a cultural thing that needs to be better and needs to change because if the men's sport is not supported as much tina's women is, uh, in sport we are not even supported even worse so it's a cultural thing that needs to be better but masi lagu <laughs> twitter si supporter ngukuluma kuluma ngaipegangi game at i upro lega left but agaipegangi game game so it's a cultural thing and it's a stereotype that needs to change and be better because I think women are bending backwards to try and and change and prove Mm -hmm. themselves we are worth the support we are worth listening to you know but Mm -hmm. we're gonna get to a point where we get tired of proving but we never get tired because we know which. if, if we don't do our best then because they don't do their best. So Tina, we we have ourselves to go and support ourselves. And Nami, if I could set a foot wrong, there's going to be a lot of men that will say, Niambona Bona is not even supposed to be talking or have an opinion about men's football because she knows nothing. So there's always Mm -hmm. that thing that's really behind our heads to say, we need to do our best so that let's not give anybody an excuse to support us. Not to support
1: us. All right, uh, pro, I've gone into reference optional time. Hey, I took a lot of optional time. Uh, as the gatekeeper, let me allow you the final word.
3: Thank you, thank you for course. Good evening, everyone. Um, Naledi, congratulations, Michael, from Hope Alive Radio to, to Cote d'Ivoire. You've done exceptionally well. Uh, we are proud of you. Uh, this is Jesse H&J Song uh one thing uh, Black people don't know it's very hard to work with coach? it's hard in a sense that she's always over prepared uh when you come and you prefer about something here yeah, and she's 10 steps ahead and uh, she 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 has opened the gap with industry and she has given them um, a challenge to most of us to say when you when you wake up in the morning and you and you go for uh, m7z and you are asked to work you must come extra prepared so that when you are asked to present your work, you know your story and you you explain yourself clearly uh, each and every time. Um, she, she she did extremely well, and I'm so proud of her and her work. Thank you, Black
1: Thank you, Tapro. Um, I think you're, you're so the space. you've summed it up so nicely, but before I do, Mwemedi says, um, I must tell all the, the ladies here in the panel, that he's he's proud, and you are talented and gifted, and I echo the very same sentiments, and that's why I felt to have the three of you here would be a representation of um, you know f- football, and a representation of people who are influential in football and who know what they're doing and who are taking the game to the next level so i do appreciate that it was not by chance yes i do i wanted to invite coach sheriff uh she was not available because i also wanted to cover that as there that aspect and yeah ladies i'd like to take this moment and as a fan of the game and as somebody who is critical sometimes uh i would like to say thank you for making my experience in the game um to be a lot better than it was um you've definitely taken this game to a next level in any of the departments that you ladies are running in i coach you know I mean, i'm not even i'm not even shy to say you, you you you're my top analyst i fight i fight for you in rooms and i say i that one is my fight i'll take it anyway jess you know the work that you do i really appreciate the work that you do i really see where you are and i really the load that you're carrying we see that and we, we appreciate it now lady you when are you you you're a star and then this you haven't even started shining so never ever doubt yourself never ever think that somebody else made you uh, you made yourself and we are very grateful for what we have in you and the passion that you have one for journalism and the game and we are very grateful for having you thank you ladies for making time and coming to the shop.
2: Thank you very much for having us, Loco
1: Thank cola Space. <laughs> Thank Always you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you are listening to Coca-Cola Space. That's our episode for today. We are back next week, Thursday, where we're going to be having uba bam Te toa. So be look out for that. This episode will be recorded, and you'll find it on Spotify. It will also be available on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Do search the Coca-Cola Space on any of those platforms and subscribe. Remember, we're also running the Hollywood Bad competition where we're going to be giving away vouchers. So check my pinned tweet and do what you need to do so that you can be one of the winners. Remember to treat the people that you love right. I love you all. Cheers, cheers.